0: Hello, friends, and what is up? Thanks for joining us for episode number two, season two of Smart Sports Podcast. I'm Daryl Smart, and I hope you're all having a great week so far. So, this week on the podcast, we have a very special guest. Our guest has a black belt in karate, has been all over North America commuting in sports, and has won a pile of medals doing it. Not only that, Kyle Chambers has turned his love for this sport into a new passion in the form of a podcast. And today, he's on our podcast. And Kyle, you've done so much, and you're only 18 years old. You have cerebral palsy. I can't believe it. You are a real inspiration to a lot of people, and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Um, I actually celebrated my 19th birthday back in, um, back in um, December 30th of this year,
1: so that was really cool to have... Um, have a drink with my father and do that so um yeah
0: but thank you so much for having me on this is um, truly an honor well first of all let's talk about just how you got involved in karate and this would be just because this is where it all began right
1: yeah my um parents signed me up signed me up for karate when i was about um eight or nine years old to improve my improve my mobility i went to um a a dojo called um simco south water cry and the Chintani Water Kai Karate Federation. Yeah. And I, I I started I started there, and I love I just loved it. So I, um, and I I, I just I found a love, love for it there, and I just continued continued on, and um, it's taken me a lot a lot of great places. But I started when I was about eight or nine years old. Um, it just improved my improve my mobility, and since then I made a lot of friends
0: through karate. So. So we, initially, it was all about uh, just trying to improve mobility, but. Uh, then you started getting pretty good at it. Yeah,
1: um, I, after I was at um, Simco Southridge for, for a few years, I um, went to um, the Jar- Jarvis Wallachai Karate Club, and Sensei Marco Reyes, who was the um, second in command at the Simco South Club, um, opened up this new club in Jarvis, actually at my home church. Oh, cool! So I um, I, I went to his, his club and really um, r- um r- really enjoyed that. And I was part, I've been part of his club for this is our seventh year now. And about um um well four years ago um there was this lady called her name was Cynthia Heather Fittick,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she um wanted to kind of to recruit me for the um for the pair program on the, on the Shantayan team originally it was in um, June back June of 2016 so um I did I, I went I went to that it was in um in Calgary so what the Shantayan team is is a um a group in our style who competes at an elite level um at um different tournaments all around the world. So I I started at the um at the first I was actually the first trial in um May of that May of twenty sixteen, went to the trial made the team. Wow. My first training training camp was in June of um was in June of twenty sixteen in Calgary and I've been all um different places with different teams since then. So it's been a really cool experience.
0: That's pretty awesome. When did you realize that you were really good at this? Um it was never a point that I realized I was really
1: good at it. I just found a way to do it at an elite level. Uh-huh. Um, I found a way to do a sport at an elite level that I love that I could physically do, and um, I have been very lucky to have a lot of good good coaches or coaches around me, and I I pulled a lot of um pull a lot of training in. So um, so yeah, I just kind of it's kind of evolved over the last four years or so, and yeah,
0: so so what's it like to be be at? such an elite level like you said like you start out uh, everybody starts out in a in a karate class uh, pretty humble beginnings and of course you go out to, to to tournaments and whatnot but then you get taken up to that next notch like what's that like um it's a it's a humbling experience to start but um it you just gotta kind of
1: find um, find your way and what to do and what not to do like any any athlete i train, um, at home, I train at home five times a week, and I'll um, I'll go to um, different um clubs in Toronto because my elite elite para coach with the provincial team with the Ontario Karate Federation is in Toronto. Yeah. So I'll go go train with her leading up to the Karate candidate Nationals. Um, and then I'll I'm still I still go to Jarvis to train traditional karate, and I really to see Marco race. Yeah. I really enjoy that. So um, taking. When you go up to the next notch, it was intimidating at first, but I'm I'm not comfortable now. But I know what to expect, so it isn't um as bad as it was. So or it's not as um you're not as afraid as you were. So
0: so that first time, how nervous were you?
1: Um, my first my, my first tournament was actually in June when I went up of 2016 when I went up to Calgary, and I was I was really nervous because it was my first it was my first World Karate Federation tournament. It was the first time outside of the uh, the, the federation, and uh, I was really. I was really nervous, but, um, I, I got, I got through it and ended up coming home with a, um, coming home with a couple of medals and, um, it was, it was a lot of fun and I, I felt like a kid at a candy strip because I, I, was, <laughs> I was open up to a new world, so.
0: That's pretty awesome. It really is awesome. And obviously, like once you got there, it seemed like everything just kind of fell into place and it was just almost like a normal tournament for you. Um, yeah, it took, it took me a while, um. Took to get to that
1: point. Um, I went to my very first um, karate, karate Canada nationals back in 2017 uh, um twenty twenty seventeen in Quebec City. Yeah. Um. With, with the with the provincial team, you have to go to a bunch of um qualifying tournaments to make the team, and then you're on the team. I'm in the standing mobility impairment division for that. Mm-hmm. So the Ontario, at the time it was yeah, the Ontario Karate Federation is basically a level up from the Shantani team. Yeah. So the Shantani team. Um, and on tur- um, all over the country that some of them will go to these qualifying tournaments for each of their provinces and then if they make the team then they'll go to the Karate Canyon Nationals and I've been to, um, how many Nationals have I been to? I've been to one, I've been to three Karate Canyon Nationals um, so far with two, um, two, bronze, two bronze medals and a gold medal and I will be um, attending the I'm Karate Canada Nationals in, um, the 2020 Senior Karate Canada Nationals in March in Calgary, Calgary representing Ontario.
0: Holy smokes. (laughs) And you haven't been doing this for very long at that level, eh? Yeah, this
1: is only my fourth, my fourth full year at that level. Um, after this year, I'm going to, um, I'm not going to say the word retired. I'm going to take a break for a few years to focus on school. Yeah, I want to go go to school for, broad, for broadcasting and and do and do that. And I'm taking a, taking a year off to do some online courses. And um, I've been doing that and working on my um, pot, my podcast or more so interviews. But
2: yeah, it's taken me
1: a along. Um, it's taken me to different not different places, but I've met a lot of different people to that as well.
0: So. so what have you learned just about yourself and? Just to kind of throughout your journey, especially at that level uh, and competing at a, a national level.
1: Um, um. Something I've learned is um, it wasn't even over the last three years, but over the last year or so, I've had to learn how to stay even keel. Because um, mm-hmm. there's some tournaments you go out there and you win, some tournaments you lose. So just trying to stay even keel throughout the whole experience and, no matter winning or losing, taking it as a learning experience and knowing what to improve on for next time.
0: Yeah. And, and again, with cerebral palsy, what are some of the challenges, uh, at, at competing in karate with, uh, with, uh, cerebral palsy?
1: So for example, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of weakness in my right, and my right side. So yeah. I can't, um, I'm not as flexible as other people. So I have to adapt, adopt my stances and the way I, the way I stand, stand and move. And, um, I have to make sure I do I do physical therapy to keep my keep my muscles loose. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just it's just really um feeling your body and knowing what your body can and can't do. And if you go for a long stretch like at a long training, going um to go at a, a certain a certain pace, not a hundred percent, but fifty to sixty percent to make sure you can go go for a, lo- a longer pace. Um. Um, and I obviously can't do some of the same stances that other other people can do too, but um, yeah. I I try my best, it's just really I think for any there, just knowing your body, knowing what you um, physically can and can't do, and what you need to work on physically is important too.
0: Absolutely, a hundred percent. And uh, what are some of the things that you've kind of learned about yourself just through that in itself, and just kind of having to adapt? And uh, I, I suppose you've had to adapt pretty much. Most of your life as well, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I've learned a lot. A lot about um, just just adapting. Even the way I hold, I, I hold hold a cup in in my right side. I can't hold it with like just my hand. I have to basically cradle it into my arm and against my mm-hmm. against my ribs when I hold like plates and cups. And just learning how to do things differently for me um, mm-hmm. um is, is really a, a big thing. And my parents have helped me out a lot with that because they've had to adapt to my um, strengths and weaknesses to make sure I've I've been doing the best I can in school, karate, and in life in general.
0: So. And and with that said, uh, you're a black belt, and uh, we said during the introduction. And uh, when did that journey s- start? And obviously, when you first began, but when did it really begin? Or you realized, hey, this is something that I really want to attain. Um
1: back in about 20, um, 2017 my son she said um, you're, you're a brown belt now do you want to go for your black belt so I, I did <laughs> and I trained I trained for um, about 20 um, 2017 I worked I worked for two two years so it was', it was 10 month seasons um, 10 month seasons. so for two full 10 month seasons plus summer I work I worked worked out and tried to get my black belt and I, I did achieve in June of 2018. Um, and it was a big honor for me because it takes a lot of, um, hours, um, hours in training to, to get to that point. It takes a lot of years, years to get there. So I was honored when I did eventually get my black belt in the summer of, um, or the spring of, um, spring of 2020, 20, spring of 2018.
0: So. What was that process like? It It really is a long process. And like you said, you, a ton of training goes behind it. And what was that journey like for you? So it was it was a long um, it was a long journey. So you start out at white belt. So the basics
1: of of karate the with the belt system. You start out a white belt. You go from your white to your yellow. So you spend a year. Some clubs are different, but um, the way I do it, we spend a year from your white white to your yellow, and then it's your yellow to your orange, then orange to your green, then green to blue, then blue to brown. You spend two years on brown and get your black belt. There are some um. Some different belts you can get. For example, between um, um, blue and brown, you can have purple. If your sensei feels you're not ready for your, your brown belt yet, uh-huh. and you could also have red. So, if your example, um, in our style, you have to be 16 to get your black belt. But if your sensei feels you're good enough to your a black belt, but you're too young, like you're a 14 year old, but your um, your sensei feels you can you're good enough to get your black belt, you can have a red belt. And that kind of signifies you're you're good enough, but you um, you're not old enough yet, or for whatever reason you can't have your black belt yet but your sense feels are good enough to have to
0: earn a black belt so oh wow that's pretty cool were there any moments before like you said you were at your brown belt and then your sense he said all right it's it's time to do this but before that was there any aspirations to get a black belt
1: um
0: i think there's always aspirations to get there i remember as a
1: young kid looking up to the black belts yeah, and thinking I want to be like them one day, so I think it's always in the back in the back of your mind, and um, is go, going up to the ranks is something you, you you think about. But when I was in the when I was in orange belt, not range, I really wasn't thinking about it too much. But I thought about it more once I got um high up in ranking the blue and definitely brown belt. So,
0: so what was it like that day that you were uh, testing for it?
1: Um, it was a little bit nervous because you have to go through a whole basically a whole day of um of wor- workouts and um. It it's it's nervous, but you you train for the basically a whole a whole ten, a whole twenty months basically to, to get to that level and throw your your karate um karate career up to that point. So you're, you um you're nervous, but I think um Sensei Marco Reyes and since Rick Top who also um trained me did a really good job at making sure I was ready for the day. So
0: that's so that's so incredible. That's awesome, and it it must have been such a huge moment for you when uh when you learned that you had passed
1: yeah abs- absolutely when um um sensei um that de- dennis will they put the um black belt black belt around me it was as part as part of the ceremony that i achieved it it was something that i'll, ne- I'll never forget it's something that i always um always i'm um, cherished and cherished and remember so
0: and now you're a sensei as well
1: i'm a sensei as well i'm a first degree black belt i'm in my um second second season of the black belt so
0: Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> that it really is, and uh, you really are an inspiration. Is that kind of clicked in? Um, the, it just they. The, you really are inspiring others, especially within your own community. I.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't. Like I try to. Um. I I don't think about it too much. Cause I just go about my regular life, and if I inspire others. Others oh, great. I always love going out with speaking engagements and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. But I
1: just try to be my normal, my normal self. And if I inspire others along the way, awesome. And and yeah, I think about it a little bit, but I always try to keep myself humble. And I think my parents have done a good job of keeping me humble as well.
0: Oh, so. wow, that's very apparent. And just talking about your speaking engagements, and that's actually where I was going to go next was, uh, what what kind of speaking engagements do you do? And uh, where do you go? Uh, like you, I, I've done some reading about you, and you're all over the place doing these.
1: Yeah, so as far as speaking engagements go, I've been to the um, the Fish, Fishable Lions Club um, doing a speaking engagement. I've been to the um, Jarvis Lions, Lions Club doing a couple. Um, I've been to the West United, West United Church. I've done a couple with...
0: Um, I, I did
1: one with them at their friend's breakfast program before church, and I'm actually going... Um, at the end of January, I'm going to a speaking engagement. It's a regional. I don't know what exactly it's called, but it's basically all the, um, all the Lions clubs from Haldeman are coming together for a big, a big meeting. And I'm going to be doing a speaking engagement at that, at the end of January. So
0: that's pretty cool. And you don't get nervous, eh? Um, I do. I definitely <laughs> do
1: get nervous, but it's just, um, something, something I do and I don't try not to think about it too much, um, leading up to the event, but yeah.
0: Ah, uh, it's obviously something that you really enjoy and and just talking to you and of course we're going to talk about your podcast Casey's Sports Talk and it, it it's funny how things kind of progress into the you go from speaking and then you have a podcast and when did you have an interest in starting a podcast and maybe let's let's talk about what your podcast is all about actually So
1: my podcast is all about um, martial arts athletes, and I want to try to build a. Um, I want to try to promote. I want to interview martial arts athletes and try to promote them as much as, much as possible, so and cool. try to build a positive a positive community. And I want to try to make martial arts and karate mainstream, so people think it's cool. Like, for example, if the Super Bowl is coming up in a couple weeks. If you look at um, Patrick Mahomes, like the quarterback, you think he's awesome. I want people to be. I just probably think it happened, but I want think people to be as excited about these tournaments as I am, and put my passion for it into into my podcast. So it's about as much as about promoting the athlete to interview as it is the, the podcast, and I've really enjoyed it, and it's really um it's really t- taken off like um like wildfire in a good way. So yeah, and on, we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. So
0: that's awesome. How did it start? As I, you know, I, I, I always like telling the story, or when people ask me about how this thing began, it, it's kind of a goofy story. And uh, how did yours start? So back in um, back in January of
1: um twenty twenty nineteen, my um, writers' craft teacher at the time, Mrs. Reichel King, wanted me to do. It was a part of a culminating where you could do any kind of writing, any kind of writing you wanted. Um, and it could be in the form of speaking, speaking, or any anything like that. And it was kind of a accommodating task. And it was like a big, a big task for the end of the semester. So I, so she wanted me to do something as far as speaking goes because I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So I started interviewing people in different different sports with that, um, and I, I really, I felt like I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed um, making connections with people, and it was great that way. Um, and then after. After that, I got a really good mark on that. I think it was 93% or something. Um, and I, so and then I got into mySM um, I started out with Aaron Gautreaux, was the one that I was, um, I was um, basically lo- looking up to, and then it was um, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. and. Um,
0: two good guys. They're yeah, two buddies, and uh, we'll give them a shout-out today, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, from um, Jan- January or about February to June, I did that. And I really, um, I really enjoyed that. Alan Duffy was the boss, and I'll always um, be grateful for him for giving me that opportunity.
0: Another good guy. Um, yeah. And
1: I, I, got basically, I got to practice the um, sports report every every day at the at the um, at the radio station with full professional equipment from um, January all the way up to June. And I really, um, I really enjoyed doing that. And then the day the raptors won the championship the morning of i got to do the official sports report for my fm that's and I re- awesome i really enjoyed i really enjoyed doing that and i wouldn't be where i am today without without them they taught me a lot about um about how, how i can speak better and um really and i remember i did a, a few a few interviews with um with a few people with um aaron goldtrill and then near the end of the semester i was like i want to keep doing this so i um i didn't pull um put any of them on the on the air but i just continued doing a few interviews with their equipment with martial arts athletes um and i i continued doing them at at home with um with my equipment I have here and i wanted was going to do different sports but i didn't want to compete with everyone else that was doing different sports i wanted to make it my own thing um what i was doing i felt like martial arts um people in the sport more so it's where following what I was doing so I figured let's just continue on with that and make it my own thing it was um on um, whether than or um I didn't want to make it what everyone else was doing I wanted to make it my own thing so I created the let's talk um sports and we do um interviews and podcasts and I really enjoyed doing that so
0: that's pretty awesome and I've listened to it and it's really well done man you've done it you very much you've done a great great job with it and it's awesome to hear all the time
1: Oh, thank you. I've I listened to a few of your your um, podcasts too. I really enjoyed the one you did with um, Leroy, the football coach.
0: Oh, such a good guy, eh? Yeah. So, where do you want, What's next for you? I mean, you said you you've got a little bit of karate left in you for for now, and uh, of course until uh, you finish school. So, uh, just on the competitive karate side, what's next for you there?
1: So, um, as far as. Um, competitive karate goals. I'm actually going to Edmonton this weekend with the Shintani, the Shintani team um, for, for, for training, but I will be going to, um, um, to, to Calgary in March for the Karate Canada Nationals. And I'll be training, we're training at home up until that point. Um, I will also be going to La, La Las Vegas over Easter. I go to that annually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, really excited for that. Um, and yeah, I might, I might be going to Hearst Ontario for a tournament. It's a local tournament up there, but I enjoy going up there because one of my elite coaches um on the Shantani team, Sonsi Michelle go um goes line is up there. So I'm I really um I really enjoy enjoy doing that. And I'll be going to the um I'll be going in February I'm going to the um Semco South tournament. That's a local tournament for our for our, our Federation. Um it's a regional tournament for the Shantani Federation. And in May I'll be going to the Shantani National Tournament, which is a tournament from all this and tiny on um, team, all, all this some tiny members from across the country. A lot of them will come to the Holy Trinity high school
0: yeah. and
1: we'll have, we'll have a big tournament. And then,
0: um that is a big uh, tournament, isn't
1: it? It, it is. Yeah. And I'll be, um, I'm not going to retire, but I'm going to um, take some time off and I'll, I'll go into school and um, from September to April. And I'm definitely come back in April um, when I'm doing school and training with St. Marco and, um, the driver's club for a couple of months from April to June. So that's my plan. I'm going to be on a, I don't know if it's going to be a two or three year program yet, either at Fanshawe, um, Fanshawe, Mohawk or Niagara doing, um, doing broadcasting. And I want to do similar to what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy I listen to. It's called the herd with Colin Coward. And he yep, gives yep. his opinions on sports and stuff. I really, I listen to his show every day on I Heart radio and I was going to do sports announcing, but I feel like you're so robotic with sports announcing that I really didn't want to get into that.
0: So I just, I hear you on that one. That's
1: I'm just, I just really enjoy doing interviews, and I'm doing a couple more podcasts to get into that. And I really enjoy giving my opinion and talking to people. So I think I want to get more into the, um, giving my opinion on sports and things.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And uh, yeah, you basically answered what I was going to ask you next. What's next for your podcast?
1: Um. Yeah. I don't. As far as um ex- expanding, I don't know where where it's gonna where it's gonna take me, but um I'm I'm really in really enjoying it. I've got I think it was over I've interviewed over 30, 30 people from um six countries around the world and um I've really i really enjoyed that. I actually interviewed a lady, her name is Sandy Scorto. She's a two times um silver medalist at the world um at the WKF World karate karate championships and she's the highest um athlete up there there I've interviewed. I've also interviewed a world champion in the WKF he actually won the Junior Worlds just back in October in Santiago, Chile his name is Anthony no his name is Ethan Small and it was really um, cool to interview him so shout out to um, Ethan Small and his dad Anthony and they've been great supporters of me as well So
0: that is awesome well thank you very much for doing this
1: I right, thank you for having me it was definitely an honor
0: shout outs. the first shout out goes out to the Port Dover Pirates PV rep team this is the only rep team in Port Dover, and they are having a great run so far in the OMHA Playdowns. With a 5-1 win at home on Sunday, the Pirates swept the Kuga Stars to move on to the third round of the OMHA PW Double D Playdowns. They will now take on the winner of the series between Plattsville and Saint George. Good luck, Pirates! The next shoutout goes out to the Delhi Travelers goalies, Rain Stedman and Luca Del Rizzo these two guys have had more rubber thrown at them than probably any other goalie in junior hockey this week. Despite the travelers allowing 555 goals and being winless this season in the Provincial Junior Hockey League, these guys have done everything they could possibly do to help their team. From a guy that used to get 60 to 90 shots a night back in the day, I just wanted to send a shout out to those two. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. It really is appreciated. Make sure to check out the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page where there is a ton more local sports news, scores, videos, and more. It's our hope that Smart Sports Podcast becomes the place for all things local sports. And to do that, we need your help. Make sure to like and follow us to grow this thing. And if you or your business would like to sponsor what we're doing here, please let us know and we'd love to talk. Thank you very much for listening. I am Daryl Smart, and I will talk to you later.